Hey guys, it's Michelle Collins. Welcome to the Michelle Collins Show. It's my show and I'm thrilled you're here. We're going to be bringing you episodes every single week with different co-hosts, the same usual nonsense, off-the-cuff humor, news, advice, pop culture. I know it's a novel concept for a podcast, but what can I say? I'm an innovator. That's what I do. You'll be getting episodes every week, but if you want to hear daily episodes, you can head over to my Patreon. That's www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I have co-hosts every single day. It's funny. It's loose. It's authentic. I do weekly episodes with my mother. If you're curious as to how someone is made this way, I highly recommend tuning into those and some video content as well, which is exciting. I'm off to contour, but I want you to enjoy this episode. It's fabulous. We adore you and we look forward to seeing you over on the Patreon. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Forever. Welcome back. It's Michelle Collins at Mish Call. If you didn't know that already, I'm here with the fantastic, the gorgeous, I think gorgeous, Bianca Del Rio, looking stunning. Oh, why, thank you. I really need uh, you know, it. You know, it's this quarantine life. You know, you sit back and you're like, should I get dressed? Nah. Should I try to look presentable? Nah. But every now and then you feel the need to put on glasses and hat because I've had a rough week. And you can understand this because... I have to go to New York this week for this thing that I'm doing. But the awkwardness of it, I went to the doctor on Thursday to get Botox because I have not had Botox in quite some time. So I went to get my usual Botox on Thursday. And then on Friday, I was lucky enough to go in for my first vaccine. So I went in to get my shot. No one told me (gasps) you're not supposed to do Botox and vaccine within the within two weeks of each other. So I was sick as fuck yesterday, like in my bed, couldn't move, felt insane, didn't know what the fuck was going on. But I had it on Friday and I didn't feel it all until Sunday. So I'm slowly back to normal today, but it was like, what the fuck? Can I ask a personal question? But you can't get mad at Please. me. You cannot get mad at me no. for asking. No. Okay, so I also got Botox when I was in Miami. I don't do filler, yeah. despite what people think, because I have a full cheek. People are like, is that filler? I'm like, no, it's fucking food. Yeah. When you eat, you get yeah. cheeks. Anyway. Yeah. They say, from what I know, and don't get upset, that you can't mix yeah. filler with the vaccine. I have not heard Botox. I went yesterday. I have not I have not done filler. Now, I've had filler yeah. in my lips, but not recently. Not at all. Not in the past three years. I don't think that that was the why... Botox then. I actually don't really? think so. I think you okay, just felt so sick. Okay, so you can do mm-hmm. it. Oh, good. I felt like rotted shit yesterday. Oh, and I thought, what the fuck is... I mean, I mean... First of all, I was upset because if I lose the Botox, that's the bigger problem. You know, I don't care about my health. It's vanity that's important. <laughs> Even if I die, I got to look good in the casket. Where do you? That's what I'm thinking about. Oh, my God. I cannot wait for my casket. Um, first of all. Wait, are you going to get a casket? Why? Because I'm Jewish? Like in the ca- no, I just don't know. Like, it's just like, first of all, I don't see the glamour of it. You have no control over the look. You can't make sure that you look right. People are going to paint you up. You're going to look like a clown and everyone's going to go, she looks peaceful. No, you're not peaceful because you're dead. So it's a very weird 
dynamic. I don't think I want to be on display. I think I, I want to be cremated, but put me in a casket, cremated, bury me with all of my shit so that in another 500 years, someone's going to go, oh, this is a pharaoh. This yes. is an important person. And they go, no, just a drag queen with a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, I love your idea. I will say a couple things, which is that uh, the Jewish peoples, even though I'm not religious culturally, we don't, as far as I know, do open casket funerals. So it really doesn't right. matter what I would look like. It would just be a box. I've debated, do yeah. I want to go the way of like Mozart's Requiem, where they put me uh-huh. in a pine box with a foot flap and then just dump me out oh. in a mass grave? Now, this, we don't know where American politics are headed. That might happen with or without my consent. Let's be honest. <laughs> <Completely>. uh, <laughs> That might happen in a in yeah. the new Netflix sequel, Holocaust Two. Uh, keep your eyes peeled. <laughs> God forbid. But um, but we are also against uh, cremation. And I was talking to a friend of mine about it. Bec- oh, they are. They I are. Completely forgot about that. Yes, yes, yes. Although yes. no, we had a, I had a cousin Sydney who was cremated, very Jewish. So maybe I'm making shit up. But uh, I don't know. I'm thinking. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I've been out of New York a while. You don't see many Jewish people out here in Palm Springs That's to true? have a conversation. Oh. Well, and, oh, during COVID, I haven't had many. That I literally, I moved here the week before the week before uh, everything went to lockdown. So oh, I met my neighbors. That's about it. And one of my neighbors is hysterical. Her name was Bambi, and Bambi is one of the ones who live here full time. And she was furious because they canceled her facelift and i was trying to explain to bambi at the, at the beginning of this i'm like well the last place you want to be is in a hospital bambi she's like well look at my face i go wear a turtleneck she goes i can't wear one at palm springs i said can you see your neck you should wear one anyway just get one with a zipper <laughs> cut the sleeves off but she uh eventually got her face done and it's so funny because this was like what a month later she's got a mask on and she's standing in her driveway going how does it look i can't see a fucking thing because of the mask i'm like looks gorgeous you look fabulous bambi she drove off on her golf cart but, but this yeah, is the perfect time to get a facelift. I have to tell you something like I sort of wish I was 10 years, 20 years older because is yeah. there any better time to like fuck with yourself than right now? Yeah. Snack. Well, now, yeah, now you have a little more, uh, you know, safety going on. But in the height of it, in the oh, beginning, no, they're scary. just like, stay home, don't go anywhere. So, yeah, uh, it is the perfect time to get anything done. Yeah, I agree. I like, you know, I have no kids, but I always say I want the mommy makeover, like tummy tuck, oh. breast lift, all of that. I'm mm-hmm. like, I just want to go mm-hmm. with like a fake child, like Billy Zane in Titanic <laughs> and be like, yes, mommy makeover me. <laughs> same haircut, same outfit. Just like, look what this little bastard did to me. <laughs> I have like those gorilla titties. Uh, when yes. I, you know those gorilla with the nipples are pointed down. I will never. I don't think I'll ever have kids, but I'll definitely never breastfeed. First of all, the amount of no, milk these two things will make. Forget so what it. What size are you? What size are your breasts? I'm um okay. Well, thank you for asking. I'm like a forty triple no, D. But I have that's some heavy. Yeah, I have people reaching out telling me, "No, you're like a." People always know better than me, so they go, "No, you're a 38G." Like everyone, I can't go into a 38 band, uh, like probably 38F. There are a lot of girls. It's a lot. Do you have? Because my 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 mother and my sister um had a a breast reduction. I remember this when I was younger because they were huge. I mean, mother had five kids, so we were already she was already going through it. But like the marks on her upper shoulders from the brush up, like the weight of it was truly. It wasn't even a vanity thing. It was just kind of like. It is killing my back. I have back problems. I can't sleep. I can't lay on this side. Yeah. I can't lay on that side. So that's when she went ahead and had it done. And it changed her life just to reduce the weight that was, you know, existing. It wasn't like big inflated tits, you know, like, uh, you know, porn star titties right, where right. they're just big and no, long and heavy. This was long and heavy. These were hard working tits. Yeah. yeah. These are nine to five tits. And so she had a reduction, both of them. And they felt, but not both tits, both tits were reduced, but also my mother and my sister, I meant both of they, both of they had it done. Yeah. So they did it. Well, I had debated doing it, but you also have to remember that skeletally I'm built yeah. like the T-Rex in Jurassic Park. You know, I'm a big, I'm tall. a big girl. So I actually You're don't have back pain from it. Um, I sleep good. A-OK fine. They really good. don't get in the way for me. I, I, I debated oh, getting a reduction. I actually talked to a doctor about it and a friend of mine got it years ago and she showed me the scarring and I have to tell you, mm. it was so bad. Like one thing I will say again, I love to, you know, I love to compliment myself. Do I have a mm. shit ton of cellulite? Yes, I sure do. Do I have very symmetrical breasts? Yes, I do. Some people have different cups. Mine are, you draw a line down my middle and I'm a very symmetrical person. I'm very proud of that. Even though I have a lot of things fucked up. Um, We all do. You know, 
But uh, I just don't want to fuck with them. I'm like, you know what? Just oh, I'm going to leave them. And that's but if they it. don't hurt you, don't do no. it. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I can shove them in a shirt. No, and they look great. And they go up and they look nice. Yeah, yeah I can see from right now. They look really Thanks. good. Yeah. I didn't know if the weight was weighing it down. I mean, I knew a friend that had a heavy testicle, but that's like a Is whole that true? I want to hear about that. Yeah. Yeah. Was it and it had a- <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't friends with him. We just dated. But it was this okay. weird thing yeah. where it's like. You know, they do this thing now. I, I knew of these these gay porn stars that have been... Have you seen this? Uh, you'd be fascinated with this because it's such fuckery. But they inflate their balls with silicone. And it's this fetish that happens where they literally just load it up. And, you know, usually it's a little wrinkly sack, but they blow it up kind of like, a, a, you know, a porn star boob. You know, like a complete Smooth silicone thing. Round but thing. they can't fit in clothes. It can't really let... You have to wear spandex all the time. But it, to me, it just doesn't seem healthy. So this person that I knew ended up having to get it drained is the proper word because... It was too heavy and just pulling. I, I see your face right now. You Google this. You Google cellulite ball sacks and you're going to call me and say, girl, it is wild. It didn't make any sense to me. Um, mm-hmm. I'm very upset. Yep, 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 yep. I'm really upset about Oh, did that. I mention that friend was me? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, just I wondered mean, why the table kept going up and down. It's bouncing on your beautiful <laughs> silicone filled balls. I didn't know. Yeah. And yeah. you know, it's because that's why I always wear a little peplum, you know, <laughs> to hide things. But be it's, cute. Just, it's a it's a thing people do. And I just don't understand like what's fun about it. It looks painful. It just doesn't it doesn't appeal to me. But then he had to have it um, drained. So let me ask you Wild. another question. Do you think because I'm positive that mm-hmm. the. uh incredible presence of pornography in our lifetime and in our our current state that we're living in right now has pushed people's fetishes. Like, do you think 200 years ago during like Marquis de Sade, because he was, that was, he's an old dude, had a lot of fucked up stuff going on. Would they have Uh done this same thing? Were people always that fucked up? Or do you think that, um, not that I'm, not that I'm shaming filling your balls with silicone. I actually don't care if you want to do that. I'm just saying, did people have such, you know, strange fetishes then? Or is it that, people are getting so numb because pornography is so readily available that they keep having to push things and put like dick ain't enough. You know, you got to get something else. Well, it's also very weird to me because, you know, I guess we go through life going, oh, you know, women say it, gay men say it. It's all about, oh, we want a big dick. But now your balls are bigger than your dick. This don't look right. So it, I, I don't know if it's gotten worse. I think that because of technology, it's gotten worse. So maybe it's a mixture of the two because, you know, we can now put silicone in your ball sack and you can scroll on your phone and Google big bloated ball sack and see 20. And I guess if you see 20, you might want to be number one out of 20. So you go fill your balls a little more and you want to be known as the one with the biggest balls. It's just odd. I, I don't know. It's this race that I'm not in. I, I was going to say, is that why it. you had such a bad reaction to the vaccine? You're like, and I got <laughs> my balls <laughs> filled with silicone. I, and then I haven't I pissed for three days. Three days. I haven't pissed. Yeah, it's just, it's it's wild yeah. to me that they go to this, this extent, but it also just doesn't appeal to me. So it's easier for me to go. I don't get it. But maybe we could do some research on it. You Google it. I kind of want to Google it right now. Is that, is that because? Yeah. Wait, tell me what, but you know, the people who are listening are going to do it too. And I, you know, it's like, here's another like landmine to step on. I now don't want to shame men who get silicone put in their balls. It's fascinating. Say what it's called again. What's it called? It's it's uh just look up a silicone ball sack. I, I think that's the best way. But it, you know it's no different than than a woman getting implants. We see people yeah, do it and they point. look normal. And then you see people that get them and they're just like inflated <sighs> things and they like already. it already. I just know that something's gonna what? come up. Okay, I looked up silicone ball look. sack. Yeah. Okay, truck nuts came up for the record. These are truck, all like okay. toys. That's my screen name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't see any I'm, silicone I'm ball stuff. stuff. Silicone testicles, yeah. silicone testicle implants. Maybe that'll help. No, but there's also like just silicone. Hold on a second. No, wait, no, wait, wait. Now you got to look this up. I Now I got to know. Uh, you found something? Silicone. Silicone. Hold on. Testicles. Ball sack. It's all fake. Okay. Maybe it's. No, this is fake stuff. No, is no, this guy, gotta... does this count? He's an underwear, but is this what you're saying? He's, it's that type of thing. Yes. But they usually show his actual ball sack. <gasps> that it's like how, to me, it just seems uncomfortable. You guys. Like, you know. Bianca. Bianca. Have you gotten there? Have you gotten there? Bianca. Yep, 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 yep. This Who's man, not leaving the this house tonight? This man died. Jack Champion, no. 28 years old, died in Seattle yeah. after he injected a large amount of fluid into his private parts. They mm. listed his his um reason for death is silicone injection syndrome. Uh, I mm. hope that's how I go. 
People like she yeah, looked wild. Twenty two years old. Um, he was punk. Australian. He was also known uh-huh. as Tank Hafferteppen, uh, and he just kept swelling. He's a ginger. Just kept uh-huh. putting fluids in his balls. Yeah, it's a whole it's thing. Wild. It's a whole nother world. You're not leaving the house tonight. You're home looking this up. It's no. Wild. I this doesn't this doesn't do it for me. He's wow. I can't believe you can die from it. Crazy. Well, uh. it just doesn't seem like the healthiest thing in the world. Oh. But before I go any further, I have to ask you, yes, because please. I was on T, I was watching, uh, I was looking through Twitter, and I was scrolling, and then I saw that this whole thing went down with the housewife of Potomac thing. Oh, no, with uh, Salt Lake know, City? Salt Lake City, yeah. 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 I know nothing <gasps> about this. And so when I was talking to Jamie, I said, Jamie, I got to ask her, because I know that you're ip and on it for everything. So what exactly, because I don't know the show. I only know so the other ones I've stopped what watching. Do you wa- what do you watch Is- on TV other than the uh, Thousand Pound Sisters who are both getting laid more than me? <laughs> I watch them. <laughs> I watch Hoarders. Uh, what else have I watched? I watch The Crown, just because I like um. Queen Elizabeth. Um I really don't watch as much as I should be watching because I'm really bad at it. I think in the beginning when people, everybody was watching Glee and saying, I love Glee. It's amazing. I didn't watch it because everybody liked it. So I hated it because everybody liked it. So have you met Leah Michelle, by the way? I have not met her. Interesting. But would you be surprised if she's a cunt? I heard she was rude. No, she's, but that's why I asked. I have some stories. Oh, about no, her. no. Yeah, yeah. I haven't met her. Yeah, I've heard stories about her, but no, I haven't been in the same room. Um, I'll though. tell you about the uh, Salt Lake City housewife, but then I have a TV question for you. So, Jen Shaw, who okay. is one of the women on it, speaking of someone, and I say this with love, who gets just too much shit put in her face. It, you know, it, okay. it, I struggle when there are people who are good looking, who already look good, yeah. who then become yeah. so addicted to the needle and the knife yeah. that they yeah. turn themselves into horror shows. And I feel like she's mm-hmm. on the verge, although she's looking good these days, but um, she. And her assistant, this guy, Stuart, who they call Stew Chains, please, mm-hmm. they were bilking the elderly, Bianca, bilking mm. the elderly for millions um, <gasps> with this fake telemarketer scheme where they were I, they were just like promising all kinds of things to old people, getting money and then never giving them any services or their money back for no. millions and millions of dollars. I think they're going to prison in a real way. Was this her only source of income or does she have like some front job that's making it look like this is just on the down low? Well, so it's funny. She came on Sirius and I asked her why she has, how many assistants uh, she has. She said eight. She was like, the fuck? I don't eight. even have one assistant. Like, okay. Right, right. I said eight assistants. And she goes, yeah, I have all these businesses. I've got a marketing business. I have my lash company. And you know, I'm such an annoying person. Everything she, yeah, yeah. she went marketing. I'm like, oh, the marketing marketing business you know i'm like agreeing i'm like oh yeah well obviously the marketing business <laughs> i'm such a piece of shit i was like yeah, oh yeah marketing. lashes lashes marketing got it oh of course yeah, but yeah she kept rattling off all these things and i was like okay like if you know you say you're doing all these things but her husband she is very lovely children and a lovely husband you know all yeah. these cunts mary i hope she never hears this mary the nicest guys you ever find that like the bitchiest women yeah. find the yeah. most lovely husbands who just love it they just love wait but did is he in on this? Does he know what's going on? So the rumor has it that he tipped her off that she was going to be arrested. And that, by the way, the camera cameras were rolling when she got the no. text saying they're coming for you. And she was like, I got to no. go. Yes. No, no, yes. no. Okay. And then left. By the way, it's a good season you should watch. But she has okay. like real anger problems. She was nice on our interview. Like I got along with her fine, you know. But um, yeah, she it's not looking good. And honestly, it's Yikes. already become like the top scandal of all of the housewives, anything. Cause who do we have? Like, who, I mean, what are the scandals? Like Luann? I mean, who are there oh, any, please. like they're yeah. all drunks that we know who I've met. Luann is actually a good time. I met her She's at fun. a birthday roast. She was a fun time. She was there. Who was the other one that I met? Oh, I met uh, Jill once in Fire Island. She was she was fine. She had a couple drinks dinner. Uh, Ramona, I met at a Glad event. Wasted. Yeah. Good time, bitch. Uh, they're all fun. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they're yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah, they're fun. But I mean, this is whole another level. I mean, stealing people's money oh. and I mean. That's wild. Luann, you know, I toured with Luann on a couple of her shows, uh, mainly for the story, because I certainly didn't do it for the money. And I'm air quoting when I say that. Um, And we were at a casino, I want to say in Bensalem, Pennsylvania. And she was like, we're going to get you some guys. So she walked around and, you know, she's like stunningly beautiful. She walked, she she walked around the casino and she was dating a guy at the time. I don't, they're no longer together, but um, she comes back with these two guys they were cute. They were like Polish, I think, uh, maybe in their mm-hmm. 30s. And mm-hmm. one of them smiled and just had a full set of braces. And she was like, uh, this is, you know, Milos. And this is yeah. uh, <laughs> Mil- Slobodan Milosevic. I think that's who the other one was. And she goes, and they are ready to have fun. And she just does not ready? give a fuck. Wait, 
ready to have fun. Now that she sat that's... these boys down, and then she was, of course, flirting with them. Like the whole point is, she wanted yeah. to have someone to flirt with, so she brought these two boys over. But they were maybe eighteen. I don't know why I said mid thirties. Oh no, they were like young, young guys. They had no idea what was coming for them, but she is fun. No. Luann is like... She's a good time. Yeah. Yeah, she's a good time. She, they, uh, her people had reached out to me because she was doing the cabaret show right. and they asked me to do a part of it and I couldn't do any of the dates that were there, but she was very gracious. She's like, if ever you can work or everything yeah. comes up, uh, you know, shows. let's work it out. And you're like me. I would, I'm like, let's go just for the fucking scenario. Yes. I would just live for the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except, you know what? Yes, until I found myself in oh. at, alone at the Cincinnati Zoo in like two degree <laughs> weather and I was like, why am I doing this? <laughs> Like, literally, I was, like, by myself in Cincinnati. Like, this is rock bottom for me. Like, looking at the giraffes going, I gotta go. So I gotta go. It's over. It's over. Um, I have a question for you, because I know that you live tweet Drag Race, which I am uh, watching. Yes. Can you walk me through the drama? Because you, in the past two weeks, I know Utica went home, and then, um, uh, who's the person who went home this past Friday? The sweet, light, Uh, high voice. uh, It's... Uh, oh, Olivia. Olivia went home. Olivia. Yes. You were yes. very upset about both eliminations as far as your uh, Twitter said. what? How did you feel? What did I say? I don't remember what I said. Well, you know what I do? This You're going to laugh at this. I don't even really watch the show. What I do is see what people are pissed off about, and then I tweet about it. Wait, that's like hilarious. <laughs> Yes, because I don't care. I don't care. So then I just stir it up with other people just to get their in-depth fuckery because they take it so seriously. The bottom line is, is that, you know, the idea that you win something, that your life is going to change and it's, you know, you deserving. Like I said before, no one is going to like you for everything. So in the end, it is what it is. And the safety net here is Rue says, it's my decision. It's up to me. Is it? Who cares? The thing is, if you're a good person or you have some sense of entertainment quality or you have an act, you'll get to work. I mean, normally, as I was, a queen who worked at a bar, worked anywhere, really, doing anything, and then you get this chance on national television. And yes, your life will change if you are willing to go and work. But as you know, with these reality stars, they just don't always have any context or what people just see on TV is what they believe in a good and bad way. So I don't know any of these girls. And so what I thoroughly enjoy is seeing what people are bitching about and going, oh, this upset me so much tweet and then they're like yeah right Bianca I feel that she was this and I'm like ha, 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 I don't care about her but it is the best way to go about it because it's it's mess it's just messiness and they yeah. put these drag queens on this high standard of like oh they're so amazing girl it's not that fucking serious or when they had a roast recently and some of the jokes weren't really funny now what is your definition of a roast a roast is you know you go in all, you know, balls to the wall. You're going to go make fun of them. Appearance of this and that. Everything. That's what roasts are. And people were offended by jokes that were made. You can't say that. You can't do this. You can't. It's like, girl, it's a roast. That's the whole point. I'm telling you, I, I had just had this conversation with a friend of mine the other night where we were saying the pendulum is going to swing so far in the other direction uh-huh. because yeah. the the level... um uh, it's hard to say because I'm I'm like almost afraid to talk about it honestly because I don't want my words yeah. getting twisted which has yeah. happened before where just oh all of us you know what I'm saying where things are taken I'm going no that's not what I meant um, yeah. I called I'll give you an example which this bothered me uh, Sharon Stone did my serious show this was a couple weeks ago but we oh. aired it last week and mm-hmm. she went off and you know listen I look to Sharon Stone I wish I looked as good as she does now she's 63 in my life I'll never yeah. be as hot as Sharon Stone and that's okay but she's a talent yeah. Amazing, nice enough lady. And I don't know where she starts defending Woody Allen, Roman Polanski, Matt Lauer. I'm sitting there like the playground in Terminator 2, just skeleton. (laughs) You know, I'm just like (laughs) covered in the dust of my children. I was like, all right, she wants to go there. And as she was talking, I knew that I knew that it was going to make press. In fact, I actually thought it was going to be a really big story because she's a pretty big star, has this book yeah. out. And for her to say, well, Woody was nice to me. And, you know, this, that, and Roman Polanski, of all people, I was just of all people. in shock. Yeah. Um, yeah. And at one point I called her brave. Now, did I mean that she was brave? Like any one of the victims who comes forward and like uh, uh, from Cosby no. and Weinstein? No. But it is yeah. brave in this day and age to open your mouth about the shit she's talking about because there is Without going to doubt. be backlash. Not a good yeah. brave, but it's just brave. And of course, some website picks they it up. For you. Yeah, and says, do you even know what brave means? I'm like, yes, I do know what brave yeah. means. And also don't yeah. condescend me. I, I do know what it means. Yeah. 
But she took a risk and she went someplace and said that that it's bold, it's brave, it's 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 her it's truth maybe and her crazy. Feelings. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. I totally know what you mean. But that is fascinating how it works. Is that you know you can't have an opinion, but they can have an opinion about your opinion. If that makes any sense, uh, it makes this is like where we are. Perfect and, sense. And it just goes well. And but, but you're supposed to know better, Michelle, because you're in a place of privilege. You have a podcast. You have a platform. You need to understand. No, it's called conversation. And as you're sitting there as the skeleton, hearing Sharon fucking Stone, basic instinct, Sharon Stone, sexy Sharon Stone, and saying, this person was nice to me. You're going, wow. And the first thing that comes to your brain is, that's brave. That's brave. I mean, mean, it is. It was, you know. And like, I wasn't, I didn't push back with her because also the literal last thing I want on my menu of 2021 things is to make Sharon Stone my enemy. Let me put it out there right now. Oh, no. I I would rather legit choke to death. Okay. But, um, you know, and now do we hold her as accountable as like what Woody did or what? Of course not. She's just, you know, and by the way, is she going to be normal? Of course not. She's a world famous movie star. She's a beautiful woman. She's had bad things happen to her, by the way, like a lot, actually. You know, does it make her opinion Mainly that wig. That wig on American Horror Story was <laughs> rotted. It was so dry. And I, I follow the guy that you. does the wig. Yeah. And that wig was just, the, the whole episode when she's there with that little monkey on her shoulder, that wig is going, water, water. <laughs> That's my problem. If you got 19,000 fags working on the show, somebody could have released and combed that wig and just gave it some, some conditioner just and some mustard. It. it was bad. Just spritz it. It was dry. But yeah. anyway, back to you. No, you but going, no I mm-hmm. don't even know where the hell I was going with this. I think my point is, is that, speaking of comedy and the pendulum, that's where I was at. Yeah. Where I'm like, yes, there is such a thing as, I think wokeness is good. I think we should be aware yeah. of the things we say. We shouldn't. Because also the real issue is like, you know, people are fucking racist and they do then make jokes that do play into that. And obviously that's horrible and you can call them out, but you know, things like a roast, that's the point. Drag race, part of the culture is like insulting each other. I mean, that's your act almost. Well, that's a compliment. Yeah. It's a compliment. And also I think, I think the big word here is context. Everything within context makes sense. And I, I battle with it because, you know, being my age and also having this show that I was lucky enough to go on and it elevated my life for me to get to work and do other stuff yeah. is that that particular version of pathetic, feel sorry for me drag is not what my life is. You know what I mean? It's like we went into, drag queens had two places you could work, a bar and maybe a cabaret space, two specific, pl- or a bathroom stall. These were the three specific places that you worked. And when people would come in to see the show, usually either a straight audience or anybody, whatever, the gays would come in. It was no holes barred. Everybody would go after one another. The drag queen was in charge. The drag queen was the nasty, cunty, spitfire, you know, jokey, fun person. But you walked into this. That's what it was because it was one of the only places we had. So now with this platform and going and doing stuff, there's people that are not going to like you and they don't have to come see you. But the people that don't like you, that don't see you, have an opinion on it. And that's where I'm at where they're going, well, you're supposed to be, no drag queen should ever be a role model. None. Because you're gonna be disappointed. Yeah, you're just gonna be disappointed. And I, I refuse to bow down to people that just don't like it. So you don't like it. Go live your life. There's some people mm, that do. I love and that. I think uh. without context, you're really fucked. It's all about context. Well, where did we say it? What was the setup? What was the end of the joke? That's the whole thing. Like with people videoing your show and stuff. It's like where's get the context, and that way it makes sense. What was the setup leading into this? Nobody ever bothers. Oh God, when people film me at my show, first of all, you know that it's the worst. I think. People always say, you have um, body dysmorphia. And I go, no, I have body morphia. I actually think <laughs> there you go. I think I look better than I look. I'll see videos yes! of myself yes! and I'm going, I mean, we need to talk to you about what? this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> about my body morphia? Don't. Yeah, we, no. we know about your symmetrical titties. Yeah, no, it's the thing is, though, is that yeah. I always say, well, first of all, when you're on stage, it's be, nothing is more distracting than having somebody with a phone. I hate up. it. That's all oh. you see. Not to mention the, the glare from the camera. All you see is that. And then I can't do what I'm doing that people pay to do because I'm distracted by your light. I mean, I've been in other countries where they have the full flash on filming. And you're just like, are you fucking like, what is this is not cool. Not fun for the people around you. And it's also not fun for me because all it is is camera. Um, But then in the end, there is no context to what you're doing. So therefore, they just say, well, this is what I saw. This is what I saw. This was recorded and this became that. It's not cool. Not cool. Have you ever met one of your heroes and been incredibly disappointed? You. Well, that's our time. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No. Well, um, Bianca, that is. No, I'm kidding. Go. You have to have somebody. 
I don't think there was disappointed. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. It's um, kind of stemming off the Ellen conversation. Not that, you know what I mean? Or just like celebrities yeah. who you think are going to be one way and then disappoint. I just never, I never, I don't think I've ever, I don't think I usually like the the, the bubbly kind people to begin with. Mm. So I wouldn't be surprised if, I think um, Bob Mackey uh, is someone that I, I, I loved and he was a judge on my season of Drag Race. And of course, who doesn't love Bob Mackey? And it was the only time that I was excited because, you know, he makes the clothes for Cher, Diana Ross and everybody. It was the only time on the show that I was excited and I expressed my excitement. And that episode, he hated my dress. <gasps> so I hated him forever for that. But I also knew that it had a lot to do with probably the production. They're probably like, look at this bitch. She's finally happy. Let's kick her. And that's what I think happen oh, uh no. and then i saw him in p-town again and then i was he was very sweet but it's that kind of a thing where you're like well that kind of blew me off but in the end i don't usually like the sugary sweet saccharine people that i wouldn't be disappointed yeah i got you who did you meet who did you meet who did you meet no um <laughs> you know i'm trying to think who i met who i well i've talked about like my my celebrity enemies i know i'm just thinking you know funny run-ins with celebrities where they've been rude. I'm fascinated by that because it, to me, and especially from your lens, because you yourself are so like kind of um, rough. I say this with love. Yeah. So for someone to yeah. be that way toward you, I would love to know how you would process that. You know, well, I, I always find that the, the most untalented people, John Rivers and I talked about this once where we discuss <laughs> name drop. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it was one of these moments where we just going, usually it's the most untalented people that are just the most rotted, you know, and you just kind of go, what the fuck? Like all of that for that. It's like when I, when I used to work in the drag clubs and I would end up being the host of the show because I had to kill time while people were doing a costume change. And some of these queens would take 15 minutes for a costume change. And when you know you're on stage for 15 minutes, that's a lot of fucking time to fill. And you're out there and you're talking and you're in the middle of a joke and they yell, I'm ready. And then you're just like this cunt. So then she would come out and she would try to be all grand and fabulous and do her number. And then she'd leave the stage. And my big thing was like, we waited for that 15 <laughs> minutes for that dress and that face. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. yeah, it's usually the most untalented or the most rotted, I have to say. Yeah. Now, in all of your travels, where have you found the people to be the rudest? I like to, I'm a negative person. I like to go negative. The rudest, um, oh God, well, you know, I'm a, I'm a very specific topic. I'm a very specific group. Right. So, you know, they usually know Drag Race. They usually knew where you come from. Like, people don't see a picture of me on the street and go, oh, let's go see that. I'm not on that level. <laughs> so they usually go, why is that on the street? And then they'll come see the show if they're Drag Race related. But um, nobody has been... No place has really been bad. I mean, language is, is questionable. Yeah. Like, I've been to Brazil, which is really wild, because you don't know what... They don't know what you're saying, you know, and everything is just... They just repeat everything you said on a TV show eight years ago. So that can be off-putting, but they're very vocal, mm -hmm. and they're very passionate. Because even when you go to the airport, it's wild. They don't have security at the airport. Really? So when you get off the plane, it's like literally the Beatles. Like, they just come to <gasps> the 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 little runway thing where you're getting off the plane and attack you. So it's a completely different world there. They're lovely people, but passionate. Wow. Um, yeah, I'm a personal space girl myself. Like if people get uh -huh. pre-pandemic, like if people get close yeah. to me, I don't like that. Um, you don't want them touching your symmetrical titties. Huh? No, well, it depends. But yeah. maybe in Brazil. Yeah. I don't know. They'd go nuts oh, yeah. for me in Brazil. Oh, I can't uh -huh. even imagine. Uh -huh. Please. Uh -huh. uh, is it fun there? I've never been. I've never been to South America. I'm embarrassed to say that. Oh, wow. It's, it was fun. I, you know, usually I go in and go out. You know, I usually go in, do the show, and then I'm done. I don't really get to spend much time. But the four times I think I was there, mm -hmm. it was a wild experience um, and a beautiful place to visit. You know, the beaches and the people are gorgeous. But it's a little overwhelming. Like, I couldn't imagine. I mean, maybe taking a vacation and doing something, you know, a little fancier than what I was doing, besides flying right into the city and doing a show, uh, I would like to do that at some point when we can get back to the I world. I know. I was going to say, like, where's the... First of all, when this is all over with... Are you going right back on tour, you think? Well, everything's pending right now. That's where we yeah. are. You know, everything's kind of up in the air. And I'm also, I don't know about you, but I'm one of these that is just like, why don't we let somebody else go out first and see how it goes? Because <laughs> I I don't mind. I don't mind going out and working, but I also don't want to be in a 2000 seat venue with 300 people spaced out. Oh, and, you it's, know. it's hell. I did one show. Uh, my friend Kat Cohen has a live show, uh, Cabaret, Cabernet Cabaret at Club uh -huh. Coming down in the Lower oh, yeah. East Side. You know, Coming. Coming. Yeah. Which for those who don't know, it's a, a small little tiny. club, tiny, tiny. Yeah. And she goes, look, we're, there's going to be one camera guy in the room. I mean, I she'll kill me for even telling the story. But she goes, it's super COVID safe. I mean, this was like in probably January, I think it happened. Okay. She goes, come do it. I go, okay. So I go down. It may have been last fall. I go down there. 
it was like the camera yeah. guy and then I was on stage and then people were spread out. But it was, I think, the only time I've pretty much been indoors with people with my mask off I this whole time. Yeah. And yeah. Um, it was, to me, it was being live streamed. It was one of my worst shows. The level of spiraling that I felt when you're on a stage oh, and yes. you have to perform and there's nobody there laughing. And, and if it's like four people who are like, ha, 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 like in the back. Uh-huh, 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 genuinely, uh-huh. I want to pull like, Madam Butterfly ending, just bring yep. the knife and let's yes. live stream it. I'm done. I can't, I won't do it. There is nothing worse than that feeling. And I'm feeling it now as you're saying it. It's like your whole inside just starts to burn. And you're like, where do I go? Where do I go? Where do I go? And it's the craziest thing. And and, and I just, I, I also a huge part of what I do is I end up doing a meet and greet. So usually it's like mm. 150 to 200 people a night that I meet before the show and we take pictures and it's great. So if you don't have a meet and greet, you're in this large venue and there's like, say, 100 people spread out amongst it just that to me is like hell. That's hell. That is like, I couldn't imagine being there only because I've experienced that before in my life when there was no pandemic to use as an excuse. That was just a bad night. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I've learned and you just, th- th- that feeling sits within you and you're like, I can't, I can't go back to this. It, I can't do it. It actually, I would liken it for those who don't perform to just pretend like you're performing that level of, I don't yeah. want to be on stage. It's, it's yeah. stage fright almost of just like, I have no one to bounce things off of here. Uh-huh. People are watching me suffer. It's cringe. I'm cringing. You're cringing. It, and then, of course, afterwards, everyone goes, no, you're funny. Like, after, uh, and I'm like, oh, I don't need you to tell uh, me that. Like, no, 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 yeah, you usually, were funny. Usually people laugh when it's funny. <laughs> oh, we were laughing. Wait, where? I didn't see it. Yeah. You know, it's that thing. And, and you're so distracted by the people not laughing that you don't know where to go. It's oh. literally like, I'm drowning and I don't know how to swim. Genuinely, um... Ugh, I almost said something. Say, I almost said something inappropriate. I was going to say Diving Bell on the Butterfly. And I don't even know what that means. But I don't want to get canceled. I can't even <laughs> reference movies anymore. Uh, <laughs> I'm like blinking for help. I'm like, just please help me. Um, well, a friend of mine says, a friend of mine says that if you're canceled, if you stay canceled, you can't get canceled. So just think of it that way. Uh, you know, someone see. is going to cancel you for some, like t- after this, someone's going to say, you know what? I'm going after her because her titties are symmetrical. And it might be me. And I might do it online and see what people say. <laughs> but you know what? It's what you deserve. No, it's just that's the world we live I in. Know so you got to you got to just filter out Let that it go. noise. Yeah, no, you're yeah right. and remember, they're going to die. They're going to die. No, look, I'm going to die, too. Even these are. This is like a okay. talk to me. Back to the tits. Back yeah, to no, the tits. Looking, they look great. Because I have they nothing else, Bianca. I don't have anything no, else. I'm not mad at it. I'm I not have. Mad at look, it. my head literally sprang up from an island, uh, and it's called Easter Island. Okay, I, I've had, <laughs> like I have a I have a huge head. I've got big skeleton, and I just this is it for me. Like this is what I have to go on. No, so let I me do it. Not mad at I'm it. They mad. look lovely. Let's before mm-hmm. we before we go. And by the way, thank you for staying yes. so long. And I just oh, no worries. adore you. Um, I adore you. Your podcast has been killing it. The Bianca Del Rio podcast. People go subscribe to it. Go listen. You tell people about other than me about your fabulous guests and like what you guys are talking about and how it's going. Yeah, it's been great. You know, it's, I didn't think I wanted to do it. Starburns Audio was lovely and reached out to me about four years ago and said, would you like to do a podcast? And I said, I was traveling and I'm not really tech savvy. So I was like, I don't know if this is going to work and sitting and talking to a microphone. I thought this is going to be insane. And um, they said, uh, okay, okay. And they kept every other year they would reach out and say, hey, faggot, can you do this? And then out of nowhere, uh, (laughs) when when, when we got through December of last year, I was like, you know what? It doesn't look like things are going to be moving too quickly. And now that I'm home and somewhat settled in my house, which you still have to come visit, I I finally was like, let's try it and see. So I started with, you know, I think five or six that I was supposed to do. And then I got the, I started enjoying it, you know? And the crazy part was like, I don't want to have shitty guests and I don't want to talk about drag every day because that's not and every, not to say it's bad, but a lot of my friends have podcasts that are drag queens and all they talk about is drag race and a recap. And to me, I'm like, that's not interesting to me. Like, I yeah, wouldn't I listen you. to that because I don't I don't even want to show. But I thought, um, <laughs> let me uh, let me start reaching out to other people. And then when I talked to Starburns Audio, they sent me a list of all of these people that were random. But like, I'm like, I, I, I don't want to do that much research on each person. Like, I want people that I like. And they said, well, this is who we got. And so I just started sending out Instagram messages to people that I follow and follow me and say, hey, would you do this? You were one of the first ones to respond back. Vanessa Williams was another one I to respond. I mean, Vanessa actual, Williams. 
actual Vanessa Williams yeah. going, sure, hon, here's this. Let me get that. I'm like, this is great. Tomorrow I, I record with Alan Cumming. Uh, which oh, is you're kidding. Um, we love Alan. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's that kind of a thing where it was just like, wow, and, and just want to talk to people about what they want to talk about. If they have a project, if they have a movie, if they have someone they hate or whatever. To me, that's what I find interesting and not going, your career began at this time. No, I know. let's just talk about what you're feeling. Um, so it's been it's been fun. And the fact that I don't have to get in drag for it, effortless and easy. Mm. Uh, scheduling can be problematic, as you know. It's like ah, it moving sucks. everybody around. Yeah. But um, it has been, it's been fun. And I think I got the bug for it now. So we'll see how long, how long I can roll Listen, with it. I tell people it's the easiest job. And especially for someone like you, you know, where you could just talk and be funny and it's, it's just a natural, this isn't working. Like what we just did no. to me, this doesn't work for me. This is like so fun. I get to talk to you and yeah. we make it good. So I'm so glad that you finally have done it. And by the way, Vanessa Williams has always been so nice to me. I love oh, her. And the best, the best. so beautiful. Oh my God. Like I mean, just girl, unbelievable. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. And it was so weird to me because, and I, we talked about it on the podcast, what was so crazy is that I saw her in a show when I was 17 in New York. She was in Kiss of the Spider Woman. She took over for Cheetah Rivera. And I mean, you know, that at that time, we didn't have the internet and all that fuckery. So I'm like, goddess, amazing. I'm never going to know her. She's spectacular. Come to find out. I know her makeup artist. We met, blah, blah, blah. Oh. She talks to me on Instagram, blah, blah, blah. It's like, now we're besties in my mind. But it's like, you know, it's pretty fabulous <laughs> yeah. that these people are actually even aware and willing. She doesn't have to talk to me. And she says, yes, I go, this is good. This I is know. Good. When people so, say yes, like even you, I'm like, what an idiot. Just what an idiot <laughs> to even come here. I'm like, okay. You know, and even like I've kept you a long time actually because some people have like 40 minutes and you know we try to yeah and I also like you I just talk about whatever it's shooting the shit every week and seeing kind of where things go and you know uh, in certain cases, like today, it didn't go anywhere. I'm kidding. See, I'm borrowing now you. It's, I'm copying you. I'm copying. It's good. <laughs> no, but I always say this yeah. is why you were my first one because you get it. You're funny. You're smart. Uh, you got symmetrical tits. Uh, you you plow. You know, you plow through it and you go with the flow. And I think that's the key. I I actually did a podcast. I'm not going to say with who, but um, someone was interviewing me, and it literally was. Everything they got from Wikipedia, Ugh. which was extremely awkward because in it, I'm like, where are we going? Like, you, we would finish the topic or we would talk about a topic. And then the next question was like about the next step of my life where there was no embellishment on it. It was all. <laughs> yeah. OK, it says here that you and I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like I James Lipton that. came to life. Oh, yeah. It was very odd. Dig him up. Dig him up. I miss dig him. Oh, honey, I miss him. Miss One time I was in his wife's seat at uh, at the inside the actor studio for Bon Jovi. And oh, I'll tell you wait, this. Wait, what the hell was he doing? Honey, Moonlight bon Valentino, doing? Oscar winner. I'm joking, but he really had, I was okay. there. I was in the audience for it. And I did not ask a question, but um, someone was very rude to me about taking Mrs. Lipton's seat. And I went, okay, everyone chill. I'll move. Wait, <laughs> first like, of all, go on. First of all, he had a wife? Yes. <laughs> Mary. Honey, I was Mary. in her seat, honey. Yes, honey. he had a wife. Honey, Miss that, that Listen, yeah. that beard didn't stencil itself, Bianca. Okay, someone had to get <laughs> in there. <laughs> The hair did not dye itself, honey. Like someone had to mix the mix and put the shit on, you know? So, yeah. um, wait, James Lipton is so funny. I was going to ask one last thing. Did you ever, were you an yes. NPR person? I know you weren't. No. Same. No, I was never an NPR person. No. I had, there was a job I worked at that someone played at, uh, at a costume shop I worked at that would play constantly and it drove me nuts I until like I found either. out I could wear headphones. I just, it, that particular tone of, Let's discuss this. And today we feel no. That makes me crazy. I just want to go through and like stab him in the eye. I can't see. This yeah. is how I know that I'm not like super white because I also yeah. hate it. And to me, like okay. people who really like the wasp Westchester mm-hmm. person mm-hmm. who loves mm-hmm. NPR, it's so not part of my DNA. And the same exact way. And I try, I've tried. Listen, between you and me, I would love to do their shows. I mean, I'm no snob yeah. as a guest. They've not called, yeah. but they definitely <laughs> we'll will now. It. They'll definitely will. Oh, honey. <laughs> Without a doubt. The only thing that makes me laugh is the idea of an Australian person watching or listening to it because then they can be like, oh, NPR. Then it's funny. NPR. It's awkward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was an Australian on Wheel of Fortune once who kept going, yeah, can I get an ah? Uh? All right. <laughs> can I get an ah? Uh? Wait, you know who I want to interview? Have you ever interviewed Vanna White? We need to get her. 
Because she would be, I would love to just hear what Vanna's got to say. I mean, talk about somebody who's kept a job for 30 fucking years and hasn't said blip. She did write that book once, which I did not read. Actually, I'm going to order it. I had to to flip over too many letters to read it. I was like exhausted. Uh, uh, Oh, uh, come on. No. I DM'd, listen, I DM'd Pat Sajak, not to brag, but um, last living legend, Pat Sajak on Twitter. He follows me on Twitter, which I was like. No. Yes, I know. That's a feather in your cap. I felt it too. And you know, he's a noted, yeah. very right-wing conservative, which you know I hate. Really? Yes. Very, and very vocal about it. And Which is funny because he's such a neutral guy on TV. I actually think on he's show. one of the most talented hosts. I People give him no yeah. credit. He, in my opinion, is the funniest late night host. I'll say it. Nobody makes me laugh more than Pat Sajak. He gets his little snarky things in there. I gotta say, I do love him. He's yes, a piece yes, of yes. shit on the show. I'll wrap in 10 seconds. An hour no, from now, listen. I'm like, and another <laughs> so thing. Then, so Vanna called me uh, <laughs> drunk at the, yeah. <laughs> we were at the SB Awards. It was 1986. Okay, Vanna comes in. Cut no. to. She's in her Nolan Miller beaded gown, <laughs> drunk off her ass, shoes in her hand because she can't walk anymore. I no. walk in with Pierre Cardin and I go, Vanna. Uh, again? Again? <sighs> you and Pierre? You two, you know, every time I've been at one of those parties and I see you and Pierre walk in, I go, time for me to go. Was he on a tear that night? Was, was Always, that Pierre. Night? Are you kidding uh, me? Listen. Hello. And by the way, uh, you just came up with so many podcast titles for your show. Not, <laughs> yeah. not this again. It's a new show. It's called Not This Again. I don't even know what wait, you said. Did you, wait, did it, you, you know, the worst part is that I tried to, I went to my followers on Twitter and I thought, okay, let's have a contest to come up with names oh. for my podcast. Because I thought, let's see what creativity people have. Girl, the things they sent me, I could never use. Like conversations with a cunt, trash talking with Del Rio. Like, I'm like, no one's going to come on the podcast yeah. if that's what it is. Like Vanessa Williams would have said no if it was called, you cunt, know, chatting yeah. with a cunt or, yeah, it's just too much. But people are rotted and I'm so glad they think of me on that level of hate. But I'm like, that's not going to work. So we you just know, kept it pretty generic. Titles kill me. And I feel like mm-hmm. I've come up with like Midnight Snack is cute. I thought because the idea yes. was that this was a late night podcast, even though we literally recorded every day at 1 p.m. Um, but mm-hmm. I'm like, no, it's a late night. I don't even know. Like, I have no yeah. idea. And every well, we'll day I, I, I had a late night. I had a late night. Yeah, that's so, good. yeah here we are. Yeah. <laughs> I actually did. Wait, by the way, I got uh, wasted at Starbucks yesterday. They have a bar at the one in uh, me packing. When are you in New York, by the way? Wait a minute. A st- a, a, wait, a bar at Starbucks? They have like, a star like liquor bar with espresso it- martinis that are so delicious. No. Okay. Okay. Delicious. I'm, uh, I'm going to be there. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll text you my dates. I'm going to be there this week. Oh, are Thursday, you? I arrive. Yeah. Yeah. I arrive Thursday. Oh, what are yeah, you working I'm on? There. Can you tell us? Uh, I can't tell you what I'm working on, but I can tell you after. <laughs> I can. <laughs> yeah. I can tell you privately and then you can talk about it when is I'm it, not here. Yeah, is yeah, it yeah. the new Pat Sajak? One man oh, show. T- Can you imagine? I'm replacing Vanna. I'm replacing Vanna, bitch. <laughs> you would be so Talk fucking about good. Turn a letter. Oh, last thing I'll say about Pat Sajak, I DM'd him to do this podcast. I think when we were doing it years ago, like when it was called Edit That yeah. Out. And he wrote back, but he was like, I'm sorry, I can't. And I'm like, hmm. He <gasps> is the one conservative that I sort of allow in my life. You know what I mean? Like, I, okay. I, I, yeah. I really, we all have one. He's like a childhood person. I once had a sex dream about Chuck Woolery, another famous game show host Chuck conservative. Woolery. Yes, he was. Uh, uh, what was it? Date? What was that show? Love uh, Connection. Uh, uh, Love Connection. Lingo. Yeah. He hosted Lingo. Oh, he, I remember Lingo. Lingo. Yeah. Um. And but I see. I won't fuck with Chuck Woolery now. No, nope. he went too far off the Trumpy deep end. See? Not interested. Yeah, he did go. He did go a little crazy. No, every now and then you need to have one conservative in your life. You know, that's not a family member. Yes. You know, and Pat Sajak is is a good one. He's yeah. The one I mean, for I'm not me. mad at him. He yeah. still has a sense of humor, which is nice. Yeah. That's He's good. maybe the only funny one. On that note, yeah. uh, Bianca Del Rio, the only other funny person other than Pat Sajak, <laughs> is Bianca Del Rio. Bianca. Pierre Cardin. I, Pierre, I'm going to bring Pierre when we hang out this week and I'll dig him up. Oh my God. Him, James oh, Lipton, all the greats <laughs> oh, are going to come. And <laughs> we'll sit in their wives' chairs and talk. Yeah. yeah. That's a good podcast name. <laughs> sitting in the wives' chairs. I, there's something the there. There's there, something there. There it is. Uh, listen, if you don't already, uh, please subscribe to Bianca's podcast, the Bianca Del Rio podcast. And of course, follow her at the Bianca Del Rio on both Instagram and Twitter. Nobody funnier, nobody kinder. Uh, I literally love you. You know that. I love you to bits. And I'm going to see you in New York this week. Let's talk. Okay, there don't, all week. don't tease me. No, I'm going to text you right when we're done. Text me. Okay, I love I'm you. I'm texting you, mama. Love you too. We'll Thank see you guys you. next week. Bye. Bye.
Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Midnight Snack with Michelle Collins is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Gabe Lopez. Cover art by Ben Wiseman. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash team. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Forever Dog Team to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. And that's the episode. We hope you loved it. Again, if you want to hear the show every single day, go to www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. You can also follow me on Instagram, X, TikTok, all the things, mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I'm running myself into the ground for content. And I want you to be a part of it. So we'll see you over there. And thanks again for joining us. Bye, guys.